Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, everybody. Yes, it is NFL Draft Day. And, um, it, it's finally arrived, uh, probably n- none too soon, um, as we are uh, after a very unusual uh, season leading into it. Uh, we're heading into the draft tonight and then, of course, continue on Friday. And the weekend, we'll get through seven rounds, and we have – Gone through painstaking detail to evaluate it for you at LandryFootball.com with not only all the information but the analysis, the scouting reports, the draft boards, uh, the free agent boards leading into that. And we're going to be around, of course, to grade and evaluate every pick. Uh, and we're going to have that all for you at LandryFootball.com. Really proud of what we're doing there. Our notebooks every day, all the inside information. And, of course, uh, joining you each and every day on the Pro Football Show five days a week along with our college football show every day. Now, a reminder, little bit of change this week. We decided to drop both the Pac-12 football and beyond and the Big 12 football and beyond today on Wednesday. Normally do the Pac-12 on Friday, but I thought it would be neat to kind of have the one final, as everybody else was the last college show prior to the draft, uh, kind of do the same for the Pac-12. Get it in on Thursday. So that's going to be in pre-draft. And then next week we can recap, recap the draft from a college perspective all next week in different regions and get through it all, as well as the updated college information recruiting and the work. So we've got it all covered for you and certainly going to be here uh, tomorrow as well, recapping the first round, reacting to that. We're going to be here all weekend uh, on LandryFootball.com and on Twitter at LandryFootball. So make sure that you bookmark it and you check us out because we're going to be there. Also, need to bookmark 401k Generation. They are the folks that bring you this podcast each and every day and we'll really appreciate them doing that we really appreciate being part of their family as they are so good at helping you with your financial issues money management investment queries inquiries uh, 401ks iras whatever your needs are whatever 
you need to be looking at from an investment standpoint. What's the right fix for you? They've got it for you. They're the folks that you need to turn to. So give them a call today. Give them a text today. They're licensed in all 50 states so they can help you regardless of where you are listening to this podcast in the continental United States. 1-866-998-5879 is where you want to go with a call or a text to get in touch with you. You can also check out a little bit more about what they're doing at uh, LandryFootball.com on the left side. Click on the 401k generation link and send them a message there. Uh, Either way, get in touch with them. Tell them that we sent you. They will be sure to help you out. Reminder also to check out LandryFootball.com again and use the scouting savings um, special that we have to take advantage of the one-year membership. You're not going to regret it. It's deep dive information into the pro and college game all year long. So you're absolutely going to love it. So check it out today and uh, join us. You can try it out for a month or three months as well, whatever is your choice. You got a question? And Kevin's got a couple of questions that we'll get to. A few thoughts. Uh, Send it over to us. Go to LandryFootball.com and hit Contact Chris, and we will address it. So it is the night before the draft, and again a reminder that we're going to have updates in our notebooks every day as the rumors will be flying, and we'll certainly try to vet and give you the best information possible and sort through the BS for you. But this is, as we tape this, on uh, fairly early on Wednesday evening, uh, when you get this on uh, Thursday morning drop, there may be already some news and a gap between the information. So you want to make sure that you check it out uh, over at LandryFootball.com so that you've got the latest. Uh, we know the Gronk move has taken place. Uh, it is definitely uh, the desire of the Bucks to at least Look at the possibility of trading O.J. Howard. They've got right now a second-round tag. But remember, you can't just look second-round, third-round. You have to look where it is. For where you want to make the move and what you're going to get in return, where is that second-round pick? Where is that third-round pick? Remember, you've got high second-round value picks. You've got late second-round value. You've got mid-second-round value. It'll be interesting to see. You know, for example, if it is the Patriots that are interested, well, a late second is almost like a third. Um, and so you got to keep that in mind. I, I, I think there's a desire to take um, a player like Howard and recoup the draft pick you lost from Gronk and use that for a player that can help him this year. Um I know that that is in the works, or at least that is in the thought process. Now, whether they're able to get what they like remains to be seen. Now, let's go through a little bit of a scenario, what they do if they decide to keep them. With he and Cameron Bright and Gronk, uh, there is some value to have three tight ends. Tom Brady, as I mentioned, when Tom Brady brokered the deal to come to Tampa, As I mentioned at the very beginning, those of you that listen and follow, this was Tom Brady in his vision of how he wanted to do things and have a lot of say-so on how things were going to be run. 
This is Tom Brady exercising just that. Um, he brokered the contact with Gronk, and this going back even before he came in Tampa, by coming back, getting together. Once he got to Tampa, he rekindled that conversation with Gronk and convinced him this would be a good situation to come in and, 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 and deal with a year or so. We'll see how this plays out. So that's how that, that played out. And the one thing that makes a whole lot of sense, if they choose to do it, and I don't know if they will, is a two tight end set. If you remember in the early days when you had Gronk and you had Aaron Hernandez, you had multiple tight ends in the system, and they had a unique ability to attack the field horizontally. And that's really ideally suited for what Brady can do right now. And so there is value in having an online inline tight end like Bright, inline tight end like Howard, and having Gronk a little bit more as the detached Y and work down the seams, be more of a slot guy. Uh, you throw in the potential of adding a back who can catch out of the backfield, and then you've got some real weapons. Look, it's pretty obvious that what is going on and has been going on in Tampa is a little bit of kind of shoot for the moon here and see if they can just, you know, strike something. Uh, with Brady, you obviously have got somebody that's a generational-type quarterback. I don't know that this makes them a favorite, but certainly puts him at least as a playoff contender if things go well, if Brady stays healthy, if Gronk stays healthy. Big ifs. Um, but it's possible. There was no real hope of optimism for a while in Tampa. And I think Jason Lights, and we'll get into with the question that Kevin has, but as I've explained, um, Jason Light basically was career was coming to an end in Tampa. And he hasn't done a very good job overall. But, you know, it, it, and, and you move on from Jason Win uh, uh, Jameis Winston, which I agree with, but he wasn't in a position to move on from Jameis Winston because he drafted him unless he was able to pull something that was really exciting and marketable. Well, what's more exciting and marketable than Tom Brady? Now, will that work better than people expect, not as good? Here's what I know. Unless Brady completely falls apart, I mean, you're dealing with a better quarterback infinitely better likely than what the Bucks had last year. And, oh, by the way, you know, everyone talks about how bad that Bucks offensive line was last year. I got to tell you, it wasn't as bad as people think. The biggest problem that the Bucks had on the offensive line last year was that the quarterback held the ball way too long. And that was the biggest problem was Jameis Winston. Now, I don't think the Bucks' offensive line is quite good enough yet. I think right tackle is still doesn't have a starter. But the offensive line, as it's currently constituted and as it was last year, is already better by a large margin because the quarterback's going to get rid of the ball quicker. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But still, if they're going to work the field down vertically, 
they're going to have to have better protection because that's going to that's going to require a pocket that's going to hold up a little bit longer. Um, in terms of where things are headed for this offense, well, a lot of what they need to do is do what's a real big favorite of Tom Brady, and that's work the field horizontally anyway. So I think we're going to see a lot of this, and a lot of this is being put together with with Tom Brady in mind of how he wants to go about it. And so I think it's an interesting move, and we'll see it. But yet, if the option is there to get a good draft pick that maybe is a high three or a low two or somewhere in that range – they can get an impact player, I I think they would likely move on from Howard if they got that in return. The other news um, that's kind of come out yesterday was, um, or today as I'm taping it, it looks like there's an all-go and an all-clear for Tua medically with the Dolphins. Now, the rumor of the day, the rumor du jour is the Dolphins are moving up maybe either three or four to draft the tackle doesn't make sense in my mind. Uh, I think they're moving up. They move up. It should be for Tua, and that's what it should be. I don't know that it will be. I suspect that it will be because it makes the most sense. Now, the theory is where you move up ahead of the Giants and get a tackle, and maybe they like another quarterback and they move back from their their spot late uh, to get a quarterback. But I, I don't see that as – making a whole lot of sense, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, some other quick transaction news of the day, and we're going to get back in more draft talk. The Giants, Leonard Williams, signed his franchise tag. Uh, the Colts signed Trey Burton, formerly of the Bears, to a one-year contract. Now, the, um, the Colts are paying him the veteran minimum, but he'll still receive the $4 million guaranteed from the Bears contract. So it's a it's a low-risk move for the Colts. Uh, the Colts also re-signed Marcus Johnson to a one-year deal. Former undrafted free agent decided to forego um, tendering Johnson prior to free agency. He's uh, looked into his options, but he's um, the, the strength of this draft class, I think, made a lot of sense to keep a deal done. The door is not closed on Jadavian Clowney in Seattle, but I'm hearing Tennessee. We'll see if that might play out after draft weekend or somewhere at this point. It's also tied in a little bit to what teams are able to do in the draft. You heard me say it before. You fill a need, you fill a spot, maybe you don't get it done. I still like the idea of being able to draft a young defensive lineman and signing Clowney because you got a young defensive lineman that you draft, that you develop, that's at a good bargain rookie contract price. And then you add a, a guy like uh, Clowney. So whether that's a Seattle-Tennessee deal makes a lot of sense. Um, the Browns as well make some sense. Back to um, the draft. There is nothing lately imminent on a potential trade between the Bucks and the Redskins for Trent Williams. By the way, the you know the. Um, the talk of where he might go and what, what, you know, I think he's got value. I don't think he has as much value as, as the Redskins are finding that the market for him is not as big. And they're going to have to bite the bullet on him uh, and take something 
and maybe they'll get something in this draft. But people, you know, whether it's the Vikings or someone else, are, are looking for maybe just adding a guy, uh, but they're not looking to give up premium draft pick for him. Um, curious to see if the Dolphins or the Chargers make the move up to three with the Lions. Doesn't look like the Chargers have an appetite for it, but today's a long day. Things may happen. Curious to see where the Lions are going to go with it. I've said before, most people have them taking Jeff Okuda. I think Derek Brown is in play here. We'll see. Of course, the Dolphins, again, hold three picks. They hold five, 18, and 26. So they've got some leverage. They've got some maneuverability. Um, they can move up probably, you know, they can move up from five to three. Don't have to give up any one of their first-round picks, the remaining two second-round picks. It's going to be interesting. Do they like Tua? Do they like Herbert? Do they like both? That helps to determine what they're going to do. That drives what they're going to do. If you like one guy, well, then, you know, that's going to be – you know, what you're going um, to do. Um, If you like a guy that, you know, is truly your guy, you can't afford to lose one guy. If you like both, chances are one's going to be there. You, You have to pretty much be sold on one guy. So I do think that's kind of how that's going to play out going forward. Um. Anyway, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. And, and I think that's where the draft gets intriguing. It's – look, I mean, it's a done deal as far as I know with Burrow going to Cincinnati. And then I do think that while the Redskins will field calls, Chase Young is going to be the pick there. That's how I see it. I don't see it uh, any differently, quite frankly. So uh, I expect that to happen that way. Uh, then it gets interesting at three. Do the Lions pick? Do the Lions trade? Do the Dolphins want to move up? Do the Chargers want to move up? Do someone else wants to move up? And would the Lions uh, want to move down that far? Lions make the pick. Do the Giants want to move? At that point, eh, probably not wanting to move up one spot. I don't know. You know, if you're Miami, do you get threatened by the Chargers moving ahead of you? I mean, how do you it really, again, all depends upon how you've got these guys stacked up on your board, meaning how they've got them stacked on the board. I do know that the Panthers are among the teams that would be interested in sliding back. Uh, Listen, everybody would like to slide back for the right price. At least they want to have that option because, look, if your guy's there when you pick, you're Carolina and you're at seven, if your guy is there, you you want to – you pick your guy. But if he's not, you at least have wanted to plant the seed that you might be interested in moving back so that you don't have to begin trying to work the trade angle. You've already started that. And if, you know, people are calling you and they think you want to trade, but but your guy's there, you can say, no, you know what, we've decided to stay our guy's there. So I think it's it's kind of an interesting development in an interesting situation, uh, but one that, that's going to be fun to watch. The Cardinals – also have an interest in moving back from the eighth spot. Same thing there. Same, you know, possibility. I think there's going to be a run. 
And here's the other storyline, the run on the tackles. When do they start? How high do they start? Do they start with the Giants? The Chargers, we know they need a quarterback. But, boy, a tackle makes sense there if you don't go quarterback. Uh, I mean, the Cardinals. I mean, go the, the, the Browns. Lots of tackle needs there. And I think we're going to see a run on the four pretty early. Where do the receivers' runs start? Hey, by the way, how many people are truly concerned about Jerry Judy's knee? Interesting that, oh, it gets talked about now on the eve of the draft. Don't believe that. I think Jerry Judy's outstanding. I think people would be foolish to move to move off of him. But you got Judy, you've got Lamb, you've got Ruggs, you've got um, Jordan Jefferson. You got a lot of options. Where does the run on the receivers uh, begin? I can tell you this: you start to get in that angle where the Jets and the Raiders and the Niners and Denver more. There's a lot of people that are salivating over the receivers. No question. Would somebody move up? Uh, how high will Michael Pittman move up? This is a guy that I think is a different, you know, a guy that would be ranked a little bit higher or stacked a little bit higher in most drafts. But the depth of this draft is, look, I think he's a high second-round value, but very well could, he's a, is by the numbers, could absolutely go in the top 32 with only 21 first-round grades. So keep that in mind. Uh, who's interested in the receivers? I mean, I, Henry Ruggs, where does he go? The Raiders would absolutely love him. I think that's who the Niners love. I, I think that's who the Broncos like. You know, it's not Judy, it's it's Ruggs. And I think the Eagles love them. So, look, those are all spots where we're going to see these guys run and, and start to take off. So, it's going to be a lot, of, uh, a, a lot of fun and a lot of intrigue. Um, the other storylines is where some, do some key guys go? Where does um, a, a guy like Isaiah Simmons go? Who can embrace what he can do? Carolina take him there at seven? Certainly makes some sense. But if he's gone, is the thought of wanting to move down, is that out there in case Isaiah Simmons is off the board and they want to move down? Or would they move down even if Simmons is on the board? Or are you willing to embrace all the things that he can do? Uh, You've got to embrace that. I think he's one of the elite players in this draft. But I think he can be, you know, talked out of it if you're just not comfortable that, look, he's a great willbacker at this point. Look, you've got to embrace everything that he can do. Uh, I like Derek Brown. I like Javon Kinlaw. The Falcons want to move up. I don't think it's moving up for C.J. Henderson, quite frankly. Why don't I think that? I just don't think it makes sense. I think you're moving up for Javon Kinlaw if you're moving up in that range to take a guy that high. That's what I'm doing. That, 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 to me, doesn't pass the smell test there. But who knows? It's going to be interesting. So I think we're going to see a nice little run here. Again, I think Javon Kinlaw, which, by the way, everyone has cleared him on medicals, big there. I think he's very undervalued. I think one of the top five players in this draft. Um, how far does Makai Becton fall? Does he fall at all? Is he got the best upside of the tackles? But he's got the got the lowest floor as well. Um, is Andrew Thomas going to go before Jedrick Wills and be the first tackle? Will Tristan Wirfs, who I think may end up at guard, go first? What about the defensive ends? 
after Chase Young, did people are intrigued by Caleb on Chase Young? Well, they're intrigued, but they think that he can be an edge rusher and not fall into the Arden Key, Kiki Mingo mold of LSU edge rushers. Um, Going to be interesting. How about A.J. Epineza? Safe, solid, left defensive end. Could he be the next Cam Jordan? Or just a cut above, cut below. Um, it's going to be real interesting. You know, the second corner, C.J. Henderson. Where does he go? Does he go a little higher in the first round? Then who are the guys that bleed in to the first round with second round grade? First of all, Justin Herbert's definitely going in the first. DeAndre Swift, does he go in the first? Again, numbers-wise, fits into the top 32 picks. Um, how high do people like Kenneth Murray? Good player. Very instinctive. Can he help you in deep coverage? How good can he be on third downs? Interesting. Austin Jackson. We see these tackles go off. Those four go off early. All of a sudden, Ezra Cleveland and Austin Jackson, maybe do they get moved up? People get a little nervous and a need for them. I don't have Ezra Cleveland that high. Some people do. After you get those top four receivers, where are you going there? LaVisca Chenault for your big receiver? Brandon Ayuk for your slot? How about, you know, defensive ends that I mentioned after Epineza and Chase on? How about your dear Gross Matos from Penn State? How high do you go with him? Going to be real interesting to see there. T. Higgins. Is he there with Chenault as another big receiver that can be an impact guy? Certainly can see him going in the first round as well. A.J. Terrell, that's a corner from Clemson that is likely in that first-round pick range, even though it's a high second-round pick. And kind of where you go with Josh Jones. That's the, ne- that's the next tackle yet that could go with left tackle feet, could go late first round. A lot of options. How about Jonathan Taylor? Where is he the fit? People that want the downhill back, maybe not the most versatile guy, but – Really good runner, uh, like somebody like that. A Denzel Mims of Baylor. There's a guy that's a big, fast receiver with red zone chops that are very impressive. So a lot of good storylines, a lot of good players. I'd encourage you again to check out the draft board, the way we have the draft board, and explain it to you. It's got the first-round value, second-round value, and you can listen to the brief scouting reports on all the players so that you can see how they fit. You can see where the good value is, see where first round and second round, third round, fourth round value. I think that's critical. I think that helps you understand the draft, and now you can be inside the draft room and see, all right, look, this is where the value is. It's Look, they will. the draft boards will look a little different, but the concepts of where the value is and where the break points are are the key to being successful in the draft process. All right, let's answer a couple questions from Kevin. Kevin asks, Kevin, I think Kevin must be a Bucks fan. I, I never caught on to that, but maybe by his questions. He says, uh, if Jason Light were replaced tomorrow, the general manager of the Bucks, uh, with a run-of-the-mill GM, would the Bucks be worse off? Uh, the fourth-round pick he traded for Gronk was 117th overall, which correlates with Tyree Phillips of Mississippi State on your horizontal draft board, which is a major position of need. Now, remember, Kevin, 
the 117th doesn't mean that that's that should be the 117th pick. That's in terms of value. But think of the other options. You look at anybody in that fourth round of grade. So you're looking at not just that, but potential guys. Because remember, they could be guys that are in the third round, in the five nines that could be on the board. So probably you're getting a better player than Tyre Phillips. But then you also have other guys in that in that five five value list that are also in the mix. So yeah, I mean he's one of them, but it, it doesn't necessarily go to 117th to 117th. That's who you take. But it's one of those guys in that grouping. So you're right in line with it, and you're getting this. It's not the 117th pick. It's uh, who you can get with that 117th pick. So let's think about it. First of all, we don't know. We'll see. And you can do this by scratching off guys off our draft board as the draft takes place. So you're going to see, I guarantee you, I guarantee there will be multiple guys rated some maybe with second-round grades and third-round grades that will still be on the board when the Bucks pick at 117. So you can look at see guys at a few positions that are going to be there, but then also some guys that are going to be there. And, and offensive linemen is uh, neat. There will be a safety that will be great value. There will be a, maybe an edge rusher. Yeah, there will be some really good players, no doubt. Now, this is a move that is based upon, as I said earlier to start, Tom Brady – wanting to put some things together, uh, whether Gronk going to be in shape, be a difference maker. I think he could. We'll see. Only time will tell. Now, if they're able to, okay, keep O.J. Howard, get something of value, I, you know, that's going to be interesting. But, listen, your point's well taken. Um, it's, it's you know, uh, Kevin says he's sick of Jason Light and his reckless decisions. Yeah, he's gambling. He's gambling, you know, to try to catch lightning in a bottle to, to save his job, no doubt. Uh, Robert Aguayo debacle, he's talking about, remember the kicker from Florida State, which he moved up to draft him, and you don't ever do that at a kicker. Um, now, you mentioned that he incorrectly firing Lovey Smith. Remember, he didn't fire Lovey Smith because he didn't have the power to do that. He worked for Lovey Smith. But he won a power struggle, and he got the owners to do it. So – the, the premise you have is right. Um, he got the power, and, and that's how he orchestrated the Dirk Cutter situation. And, look, the biggest thing that you left out is he was the guy that decided on Jameis Winston. And that got – that's a bad mark on Jason, and it also got Dirk Cutter fired. Dirk's a good coach. Lovey's a good coach. <laughs> Bruce Aarons is a good coach. Jameis Winston's not a good quarterback. So that that's maybe the biggest issue ahead. And then uh, Kevin has now he's trying to dispose of the first-round pick O.J. Howard. In 2014, he drafted Austin Ferry and Jenkins in the second round. That didn't work out, correct? Arians, Brady, Gronk all could be gone after year one, and then what would he have to build on? Fair points. Good thoughts. There's no question. Um, but you know what? In – He's lucky in that he's working for an ownership group that's not all that in tune or overly concerned about what that team's doing. I mean, they're concerned, but they don't live and die with the Bucks like some owners are with their team. So I don't want to call it apathy, but, you know, 
they're a little bit detached in terms of personal involvement and Jason's lucky with that because I think um, I wouldn't even say he's done a spotty job. I think he's done very little good there, very little. And, you know, I think he's winning the offseason in terms of the storylines, and he'll be able to sell, man, he got Brady, got Gronk, he did this and that, and if it doesn't work, you know, he may come out and Bruce may say, I'm done I'm moving on, and, you know, he may convince that ownership that, you know, he should stick around. I I wouldn't, but he might. Who knows? The other thing is maybe Gronk and Brady's got another year after this year. All of that's speculative. You're correct. We all know this, that this is not a team that's built for the long term. They're in a win-now mode, and I don't think they're good enough defensively. I don't think they have enough pass rush. I don't think they have enough coverage. I still think they need help on the offensive line. But one of these young tacklers are not going to really make a difference unless it's a high pick. Um, they need a, a third down back. They need help there. So, look, I I think they potentially are a playoff team. But I, I don't see them as a D favorite. I don't think they're good enough defensively. But with Brady in a one year, with Gronk in a one year, I think it might be a spike. On the upward, you know, look, they were going nowhere fast with Winston, with that situation. This at least gives some hope and excitement. But you're correct. The future is not all that good. And I don't know that they're, A, good enough to make that deep run now. And then for the future, they're not real set up all that well. Some interesting thoughts. Hey, again, a reminder, we'll be back to recap round one on Friday morning. We're um, also flip on over and listen to both our Big 12 and Pac-12 um, shows Thursday. Got the Pac-12 on Thursdays. We wanted to get it prior to the draft. So make sure you click on those and check those out here this Thursday. And, of course, we're going to be back um, you know, tomorrow, recap, as I said, round one. And then certainly over at LandryFootball.com, the breakdown all weekend, that and on Twitter, all the latest what's going on in the draft and the evaluation of all the picks. And we'll break down team by team how things are going. And then, of course, we'll recap it all on Monday uh, with our pro football show on Monday. Uh, reminder to check out our great friends at 401k Generation. Again, give them a call or a text at one 998 5879 The best in the business when it comes to, fi- when it comes to financial planning investments um they are the experts give them a call today they will not disappoint we appreciate you joining us um and again check out landryfootball.com for all the latest make sure that you join a membership it's the great compliment to this podcast as we can get into more inside information more analysis that gets you thinking like a true football professional it's like having your own scouting department for less than a magazine subscription. So check it out today. Hey, have a great one. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Enjoy the first round of the draft. We'll recap it for you all on Friday morning. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.